to the Yes, Young Enough to Serve podcast. We invite you to join us for encouraging stories about people over 50 making kingdom impact. We hope you'll be inspired. Here's our host, Judy Wick. Well, good morning. It is a gorgeous day, even though it is pouring rain. That is what is making it so gorgeous here in the Santa Cruz Mountains. So we are thrilled being in California and getting rain, and it looks like there's no end in sight for a few days. So I'm in my cozy kitchen with a cup of coffee and candles lit. And today I get to introduce you to some really good friends of our family. We have known John and Cherry Coates for well over 30 years. And you know how it is when you have friends that are not just your friends, but like your brothers, your sisters, your parents. It's like the friends of the family. Well, this is who John and Sherry Coates are to our family. They're all of our friends. And they have been to, I think, most of my nieces and nephews and our kids' weddings. And they just are, they're the kind of people that you want in your corner. It was 34 years ago that our family planted a church in Southern California. And John and Sherry came to Diamond Bar Worship Center on the second Sunday that it started. And the reason I know that is because that was always kind of an inside joke because my dad never let them forget that they were with us, not from day one, but from Sunday two. (laughs) So anyway, from Sunday two, John and Sherry Coates have just been incredible friends. We love them so much. So welcome, John and Sherry, to our Yes podcast. Good morning, Judy. Good morning, Judy. We're happy to be here. Oh, well, I am thrilled to have you. So one reason that I wanted to interview you two, other than you're just a boatload of fun wherever you go, I love (laughs) how you guys are, in quotes, I'm saying doing retirement. Because when you officially retired, it's like you both have hit the ground running, but yet I feel like you have such balance in your life too. So I love how you're doing life. So I wanted you to just give a little backstory on your involvement and explain to our listeners that wouldn't know about Royal Family Kids Camp and uh, share a little background on that and your involvement. Well, we have been involved with Royal Family Kids Camp for over 30 years. Uh, We were attending Diamond Bar when I first got involved, as a matter of fact. 1990 was my first camp that I did for real family. I was a counselor for about 14, 15 years. I've done aunt and uncle. I've done lots of different things. But Royal Family is an organization that does camps for foster children, which is much needed. You know, they, they just don't always get the attention but that they need in any part of life, to be honest. But it's such an amazing organization. And I've been so happy to be involved with it. And over all of these years, our our roles have kind of changed a little bit. So I started as a counselor and, you know, just moved through uh, doing different kinds of jobs. But they do an excellent job, and it's an excellent organization to be involved with. We love it. And, John, uh, share a little bit about what your impression was when you first started working at the camp and why it pulled you in. 
I'm a retired math teacher, and to get involved with kids during the summer was not always the easiest for me because I I look forward to my summers as a refreshing. Uh, Sherry got involved and asked me to take her up to camp and help her get set up. So I did that the first year. The next year, she asked me to stay until the kids got there on the bus (laughs) just so I could see that. So now I was into day two on the second year. And then the third year, she asked me to stay and because Jana Lyra was coming in and I had to see that. Before you know it, I was spending many days at camp. <laughs> and, and finally, because everybody knew who I was and knew about me, I, I never sat around. I always got involved unloading trucks, setting up different situations and doing a lot of different things. And so... Finally, they found a position for me, which was Camp Gopher. He was drafted. <laughs> I was drafted. And so that's how I got involved. And I've been doing something with the royal family ever since. And it's just been a real joy. But I do want to share one story. We, we retired in uh, 2003, 2004. God has blessed us with an early retirement. And we moved up towards uh, Sacramento with our kids. And uh, while we were doing that, much of my retirement was pretty much sitting in my recliner looking at my feet. That's what I was doing a little too much. And God sort of, I had a little talk with me one day. One day, he just sort of slapped me on the head and said, John, I did not bless you with an early retirement just so you can sit on your duff and stare at your feet. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I... <laughs> I prayed that day, and I said, Lord, I said, you you know my gifts, you know my talents. Help me understand where those could be applied and get me a little bit moving and off my recliner. And it wasn't but uh, probably two, three days later that uh, one of the co-founders of Royal Family Kids, Diane Tesh, gave us a call and asked us. We were, we were still involved in a camp up in Northern California during the summer. But they also want us to take on a, the duty of being what's called a host couple. They send a training team to different sites in the country to train churches uh, exactly how to put on and set up a camp for foster kids. And what they need with the training team is a couple to go along to serve as hosts to take care of all the logistics. All the gopher. And be the gopher and all those types of things. Sherry is blessed with the gift of hospitality. I've been blessed with the gift of gophering. And uh, so we are a perfect fit for that. So when uh, Diane asked us, we said to Diane, well, you know, let us take some time to think about this and pray about it, knowing darn well that God had already prepared us for this. Right. And we found we hung up with uh, Diane. And, and we high-fived each other. And we, we were high-fiving each other. <laughs> oh, I love that. This is one of the ideal. Uh, this is a prime position. For, for us, it was a perfect fit. Yeah. And so we were blessed with uh, the opportunity to be in host couple. And this gives us an opportunity to each summer to go to different areas of the country right. uh, at a different training site and meet some of the most awesome people who are willing to put on a camp for foster children. Mm. And uh, Mm. it's been a real blessing. This next summer, we're probably going to be 
heading to Massachusetts. Last summer, we were in North Carolina. The summer before that, Colorado Springs. The summer before that, Nebraska, and it goes on and on. And we have just been blessed, as I said, to be able to have an opportunity. I love this. And I know a lot of these places are places we've never even been. So what a what how exciting and fun for us! What a blessing be able to go and maybe go a couple days early and be able to hang out and see the sights and it's just really been a super blessing. And then you're blessing people while you're there as they're blessing you just and get to watch observe a camp and kids and what they're doing and it's just amazing. It's we've seen so many different camps and because you go to an existing camp and take these training there the, you know the people are being trained as well as observing an existing right. camp and so what a blessing to see how all these different camps do things in a different way i love it well i know over 15 years ago i think it was when my friend paula helped me and with a couple others we launched royal family kids camp in monterey bay so right. when paula and i flew to i'm pretty sure we flew to north carolina for our training and the host couple Wow, they made us feel so special. And everything that Royal Family does for the children, they implemented that to, you know, the new leaders to show us how to treat these children so royally. So it was really modeled well, and their training was phenomenal. I can't say enough good about Royal Family Kids Camp and how they do training. A plus plus plus. So how fun for both of you, and it's just such a perfect fit for your your skill set and your love for each other for jesus and life and i think that uh, i think you two are no doubt about it you're the perfect host and hostess for this one thing i wanted to talk about at royal family kids camp that they they do there that i just love at most of these camps they're like you said a week long and one day at camp they'll have everybody's birthday party because as most of our listeners know that within the foster care system, not all of the children get birthday parties that's like some of our own children or adopted Well, and these kids don't even know when their birthday is. Yeah. So they do one uh, everybody's birthday at camp. And I know that that's always been so fun to help plan that. And just, you know, we have like the bounce houses and all the birthday games. And uh, we have a bakery in town that has been really good about donating a huge, beautifully decorated cake for the children. And then different groups provide birthday boxes. So that was one way how YES has been involved while we've been, uh, we've pulled back on the leadership role and just through the years have had uh, different people that have directed the camp. We have yes volunteers that pack the birthday boxes so that every child will get a birthday gift. And so this year, for one of the ways that we're going to be collecting items on Saturday, May nineteenth, is Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's the royal wedding. And with it obviously being in England, it'll be televised here very early that Saturday morning. So I'll record that, and my daughter Heather is going to help me host a viewing of the royal wedding with uh we'll have a a high tea so we'll serve a tea here for our lady and girlfriends and in lieu of a wedding gift i don't think harry and megan need our gifts but anyway in lieu of a wedding gift to them we're going to be asking our guests to bring gifts to go into the royal family birthday boxes 
So we're really excited about that. That seems like fun. I would love to be a part of that. Yeah, let's talk about that when we hang up. We would love that. So anyway, that's just something simple that maybe even if someone's listening and even if they're not connected with royal family, there might be some charity that you could have people bring gifts for, you know, homeless shelter or, you know, some feeding place or somewhere in town, even books for the library or whatever. But there would be some ways that I think that a lot of people could bless a lot of uh, charities on that day just by showing the royal wedding and having a little tea. (laughs) Well, John and Cherry, what, um, is there anything before we, uh, I want to talk to you about grandparenting, but just before we move to that, is there anything about royal family that you would tell our listeners about getting involved in that camp? Um, yeah, right, right before I do that, I just wanted to tell a quick little story just to show a lot of people wonder, will one week, I mean, literally, it's not even five full days, but that little bit of time with these children makes such a gigantic difference. These kids will go for, you know, I don't know, this little bit of time carries them through the entire year. They listen to the music. They remember the people. They look at the photo albums that are made for them. It is so important, the time that's spent with these kids. If you go to rfk.org and on that main page, click where it says individual, you can go to your state and find out where there are camps in your very state. You can get involved with anything from prayer and donations to being grandparents on site. I know that my mother was older and she couldn't do much, but she would go on registration day and uh, pass out t-shirts to the kids. Mm. Uh, She loved that. She loved the smiles on their faces and to interact. And there's so many ways that you can get involved. Um, But just a quick story. I remember when I, golly, I had probably only been a, a counselor for maybe five or six years. I had a little girl and it was rough. She got off that bus and she was the most beautiful little blonde haired, blue eyed, angelic thing I'd ever seen. Mm. Um, and that all changed during the week. <laughs> it was rough. It was a rough week. I mean, she didn't want any part of me. She didn't want any part of anything I had to say or do for her. Um, and I just plugged through it all week long, you know, and I had to get help from other people sometimes. And it was really rough. But on the last day, when her parents came to pick her up, we unloaded her things from the bus and gave her all of her things, and she turned and walked away. And I, and I was so sad because I felt like I didn't even make a difference. I just feel mm-hmm. so badly I didn't make a difference. And I watched her walk away, and she got across the lawn at in Costa Mesa, across the lawn at the church, and she stopped, and she dropped her things, and she turned, and she ran back to me. Mm-hmm. And she just hugged me tightly. And so tightly and how much she was going to miss me. And she had her parents come and take a picture. And and I thought, wow, how in the world Mm. did that translate from what I was remembering into what it actually was? Um, These kids need any little bit of, you know, attention that we can give for them and and the love. And we do spend the whole week just loving on them. Right. It's really important. These kids have had their childhood robbed from them. And the royal family just gives them one week of getting their childhood back. And it's mm. just, uh, you want to tell the tea party? Do we have time to tell a story? Do I have time for a little story? Yeah, sure. Okay. 
the first year that we did host couple was in uh, Oklahoma, and Sherry was able to be a part of a little experience that they have for the girls. Uh, you mentioned them doing a high tea. Well, at camp, they did a high tea. And this is where uh, listeners here can really get involved by going to a camp and providing a high tea for the girls. And at this particular camp, Sherry said, go by, take a look and see what they do. You know, for me, tea party didn't mean a whole lot. So, <laughs> but I, I agreed to, okay, I'll go up there and take a look. And they had a, a separate building. And what they did by appointment was have a couple of the counselors bring their girls. So there's only about uh, four counselors and like eight girls at a time at the high tea. And these two beautiful ladies brought their fine china, the Victorian dresses, a mm. high chair. I mean, the setting was just so beautiful. Twinkle lights. Twinkle lights. Dress up clothes. And they were able to take pictures with their counselors in Victorian dresses mm. and sat at the table. And the, the two ladies that brought all this and provided all this for them would talk in an English accent. And it, I went up there and I was able to, to simply watch. Mm. And I'm not one I'm not one to get too emotional as you can tell right now. <laughs> but I just sat there and what I saw, tears were just coming coming down my face and that doesn't happen to me. And what I was witnessing was watching these kids getting their childhood back to them. Wow. And it was just just an awesome, awesome sight. I will never, ever forget that. And I've never been able to tell that story without getting emotional in some way because it's such a memory for me. It's like, you know, it's just like, a, what I want to say, a branding iron on me that mm. of a picture. And uh, I'll never forget that. Well, John, thank and you for the, sharing that. Yeah. Oh, that is so, so beautiful. And um, I know you're not super emotional. So I know that that really touched you to the core and just, yeah, thanks for sharing that. I can just picture that happening. And I think that's one of the things about Royal family is we go to be a blessing, but oh my word, I don't think that there's a dry eye among the counselors or staff when they go home over what they have been able to do for the Lord that week for those precious children. So we're touched lifetime as deeply as those children. Right, right. Okay, so to change gears here and just to talk for a couple of minutes, I have admired you up close and from afar on how you do grandparenting. And, you know, Wes and I are only in this grandparenting thing. We've only been in it for uh, three, just a little over three years with our four precious grandchildren. In fact, this weekend we had our little Penelope Elizabeth, who will be seven months tomorrow, and uh, saying goodbye to her. She was only here for the weekend, but just, oh my word, that was so precious, and saying goodbye is always so hard, but what a joy to have her and her mom, Kelly, and Kelly's mom here. It was just, it was it was unbelievable. So before we were grandparents, I didn't... Quite, oh, thank you. I didn't quite understand maybe all of your enthusiasm, and now I totally get it. So what can you say to our listeners about just insights on what you feel makes grandparenting so fun and fulfilling? 
We've been grandparents for 36 years, if you can believe that. I can't. 36 years, yeah. We've just been through, you know, we've got obviously a grandchild who's 36, and then we have a great grandbaby who are twin girls, age two. And then we have a little one in, uh, we've got a couple of little ones in Pennsylvania that are two and six months old. So we've got the whole stretch and then we got them everything in between as well. So uh, they are an absolute blessing. They are an absolute treasure and each age blesses us in a different way. So I don't know. We've got a grandson who moved to Pennsylvania and he's going to nursing school there and he's 21 years old. And when he calls and says, Anna, do you have a recipe for such and such? Or how do I do this? Or what should I do about that? Or Papa, what do you think about this car? I mean, that's a huge blessing for us. Huge blessing for us. But let me go over to Tasha Jean's house, my my granddaughter, and play with her two-year-old babies for the afternoon and babysit as she calls it. I call it a joy. <laughs> and that's much of a blessing to me as well. So. so with your five children, your 12 grandchildren, and I think you have 10 greats, right? Right. So what are ways that, um, that you feel like you spiritually nurture your adult kids and your grandchildren? Is there anything that comes to mind? Well, what what we really talk about is being consistent with all of them. It's really a difficult balancing act not to you know show favorites and things like that. The main thing is to be consistent in our walk, to be an example for our kids, and never to waver on what we believe in and what we uh, where our blessings come from, where our joy comes from, where our abundance comes from. All our kids, all our grandkids and great-grandkids have a clear understanding. It's just that our prayers, our relationship with the Lord has been, you know, paramount in our lives. And we just want to always be consistent in that and never, you know, never change in our ways of thinking. Because uh, times may change, trends may change, the world might change. But we're going to stay who we are as we represent the Lord to our kids, to our grandkids. And any advice or information we give, we try to do that from a godly point of view. And be an example for them. Otherwise, we want to walk the talk is basically what we want to do for them and be a model for them. I've reflected the last couple of days knowing that we were going to do this podcast. And I, I think of myself, you know, I could... I can think of my childhood. I can think of my high school days. I can think of my college days. I can think of all those things. But my legacy is going to be more about how I was a grandparent. Mm. But my, otherwise, when I, you know, leave this uh, temporary home for the permanent home, my kids, my grandkids, and my great-grandchildren, they're going to remember me as a grandparent. And so it's paramount for me as a grandparent to be that model for them. And that, you know, I've got to get off my recliner and be that example for them. And uh, that's what I've got to think about. And that's what I really work on and what I pray about. And I, it, it's our prayers that really come, you know, God's blessed us in so many different ways and brought many miracles in our lives. And he's answered so many prayers. And we, we need to 
Sherry and I, we know we have to be con- consistent in all that. Each on every day, there's different situations that come up that we need to pray about. But, but apparently we need to work on a couple of things because we went to Grandparents Day with Micaiah. And uh, one of the papers that he filled out, he asked, they had asked what Papa was best at. Papa, what Papa does is napping. Oh. They asked <laughs> what Nana does, and then he said shopping. So <laughs> I, apparently we need some work here. We, we need, need to work a little on work things. on that. Yeah. Well, I just think that all comes under the, the banner of balance. And obviously, you serve Jesus so well. You love family, friends, just incredibly. and Love you guys. Love, again, how you are doing life. And thanks for taking time just to talk to us today and for our listeners to get to know you better and hopefully hear, you know, just more information on Royal Family Kids Camp. So before we sign off, John, can I just have you say a prayer for our listeners? Sure. Be glad to. Uh, Like I said, it's paramount to what I I model now because that's going to be the legacy. And I just pray that's an Right now, Lord, I just ask that the listeners right now, I hope that it's an inspiration and encouragement to you to understand that your children, your grandchildren, just even the kids in your neighborhood and church and so forth, they're watching you. And and to be that example and to be that one that uh, encourages them, lifts them up, and shows them a way, I just pray that you just really encourage all our listeners right now to understand how that is paramount in their lives. I give you thanks for everything. You've provided many blessings. You've provided an abundance. You've provided an abundance of joy for our family and our friends. And I just give you thanks for that. And I just pray that everybody who's listening today can uh, just get some encouragement from what we have said. And I give you thanks for it. Amen. Amen. Thanks again, John and Sherry. Love you guys so much. Thank you. Love you too, Judy. Thanks so much for being with us. You'll find brief notes from today's show and more information about Yes online at yes We'd love for you to share today's podcast with a friend.